Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And because the movie theaters are not open, we are talking about films of note. Game changers. I like that. I think that's succinct enough. Yes. And I am truly trying to pull from all different kinds of genres because we could stay in our safe zone and talk about all of our nerdy little movies. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, I could still be on Lord of the Rings. And that was... That was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This could just be like part six of an ongoing series. Like, it, anytime I go off into a Star Wars tangent, like, I could just stay on that tangent. Like, I could take that thing like 40 all the way to California. Mm-hmm. But you were saying. Yes. Before, before I go off on that tangent. So, first of all, this is how smart Adam is. Because if I know this, he knows this. This film came out in 1933. What... Are we going to talk about? I feel like it's probably one of the Universal Monster movies. If it's if it's thirty three, I'm guessing nineteen thirty three. I I know it's not Gone with the Wind or Wizard of Oz not. because they were later that decade. It is not. I'm I'm, I'm willing. Do you to need be- another hint. Am I am I not? Is it not one of the Universal Just say Monster it. movies? Say is it. it? What is it? Is it Dracula? Is it no Frank Frankenstein? No. The the Wolf Man? No. It is King Kong. Oh well, okay. I would I would have got there. <laughs> it is King Kong, and uh, King Kong. I know when. First of all, I know a lot of people haven't seen it. Adam and I have because that's now, how we roll. They have seen probably a version. Yes, of which it. we'll get to, but. Again, I have to remind you, 1927, we have the start of the talkies. Six years later. I mean, at this point, you're really not that far removed from, like, Nickelodeons. If you don't, uh-huh. if you don't know what a Nickelodeon, like, basically, you, you threw a nickel in it, and, like, you got to watch pictures move for, like, I don't know, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. we went from that to, like, long-form storytelling like in a matter of, like nickelodeons are probably popular what like 1915 19 like earlier parts of that to now people are sitting down and watching these on an enormous screen and getting to see these fantastic things happen yeah now in king kong you saw king kong battle it out with dinosaurs so these movies, they've just started to talk. And before then, it was, it's not that some of it wasn't grand on a grand scale, because it was. But you didn't have otherworldly. I, I, I also think it's, it's fair to, like, whenever we say there's dinosaurs, like, fighting, like, giant, like, apes and stuff like that, that's, it's not mundane now. But, like, I can, I can go to the sci-fi channel and I guarantee it, like, if there's not a movie on right now that's doing something like that, give it four hours. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, like, when the, like Jurassic Park doesn't exist. The, the book, like, does not exist. Like, none of that does. 
Like you're getting to see people like maybe dance or like you're still excited about the fact that the person on the screen like mouth is moving and you can hear their words. Mm-hmm. So and like th- there's not you don't have Cartoon Network with a show about dinosaurs. Like none of this is available anywhere. Maybe you have got a comic book that you've wrapped up and stuck in your pocket or maybe you've read a book mm-hmm. about something like the uh um the 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 Lost World. Maybe you've read that book. Not not the Lost World that Jurassic Park is the sequel to, but the original Lost World that it got its name from. This stuff you you couldn't see it, like except in your imagination. This film, and, and I know I keep invoking the name, was essentially its its generation's Jurassic Park. Like the the special effects in it, like just the the epic globe trotting nature of the the movie like you just you had never seen anything like that and it looks quaint now but i mean you're also talking about being what 90 years removed mm-hmm. from the film so if you will look at it for what it is in the time period that it's released and the fact that like i don't know if they necessarily hold up but you still have to appreciate that going all right 1933 what were we capable of like what oh what was on television oh televisions don't exist at yeah. that oh, okay all right well, mm-hmm. uh, um, well, what was on YouTube? Oh, okay, that doesn't exist either. Like, mm-hmm. this was a spectacle beyond compare. And like, if it if it tells you anything, like Peter Jackson was essentially like so inspired by that film when they did give him the opportunity to remake it. In, what was it? Oh, oh, four, oh, five. Like he jumped at the chance because it just meant that much to him. And like, I don't, I don't know if you know what that guy's done but like a few things he didn't he hasn't exactly not had an impact on cinema either yeah so this this fascinates me um one of the guys behind the creation of the story of king kong he was fascinated with gorillas as a kid so at some point he has seen gorilla stuff in books because he hasn't seen it on TV. No. He hasn't I mean, like watched I said, National we, Geographic. I, we need yes. to keep reinforcing that. He didn't watch, like, Nat Geo and get fascinated by a docu- like, mm-hmm. doc. Like, do documentaries even exist no. at this point? He went, when he was older, he went on some sort of a study and, and hung out with scientists who were studying baboons. And in his mind, he thought, gorillas are really interesting. What if I had... What if I could make gorillas and Komodo dragons fight? And then he knew a guy who knew a guy, and he writes a script. It's going to be gorillas and Komodo dragons fighting. How can we make this happen is how it all started. Because some kid back before it was even 1900, some kid said, I really like uh, gorillas. Well, I mean, as, as much as you and I will, like, pick on it from time like john carter the book that that's based on mm-hmm. of the film that lost disney a lot of money um, <laughs> the, the, I, that's how they refer to the it. the book is is actually it's not quite old as dirt but like john carter like is this hugely imaginative like story where you you are having these fantastic things happen um and i i think sometimes people forget that like the these books and the stuff that impact like or he'd probably read like a a science fiction 
like probably not even a like a comic book. It's probably just a hardback like mm-hmm. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote this or like maybe he's yep. read some Alexander Dumas and he's like, I love it when they sword fight and they just start putting all of these genres that they've they've read about in in books and these fantastic things that literally the only place you could see them was in your head. Or maybe, maybe if you were lucky, somebody had done an illustration somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe for the cover of your book. Or but like, imagined it. But like, you don't, this, the, the summer blockbuster doesn't exist at uh-uh. this point. So they realized that Komodo dragons really do exist. And people do knew what, know what they look like because photos, books, sketches... Museums, and, yeah. what have you, yeah. But, so there is an issue with it looking realistic. However, if you make it dinosaurs, well, that gives you a whole lot more leeway. Because we kind of knew what they looked like in 1933, but no one's really going to be going, Um, I don't believe their arms were that long in that one. And it's just going to look more realistic, because you know it's a giant gorilla and a dinosaur. It's kind of similar to the, the uncanny valley that you get in, like, uh, Zemeckis did a lot of motion capture films in the early aughts. Um, Polar Express, mm-hmm. um, Christmas Carol. I think he produced uh, Mars Needs Moms. And they're so realistic looking, but there's something wrong, especially like in the eyes or like the way that the characters are moved. That Your, your brain knows that they look real, but they're not doing something that you're used to in... As if, like, when you and I are having a conversation, mm-hmm. you know what a human looks like, and you know what their eyes look like. None of us have the advantage of having seen a dinosaur. So, like, nobody's going to show up and just be like, I mean, like you said, well, the, the, actually, dinosaur throats, yeah. they look like this, and whenever they bite, they do this motion and that not that motion. That looks so fake. That is not, why did you not just have it come into the studio and uh, record it for posterity? So, Again, keep in mind the time. This is before the stock... No, this is right after the stock market fell. That was 29, correct? Yes. Stock market fell in 29. So it's not completely all fixed up. And yet, King Kong, the 1933 King Kong, the budget was around... Let me me be precise here. The budget was $672,000 in what was most likely 1931 and 1932. It came out in 33. More than half a million dollars at that point in time is an obscene amount of money. Now, let's let's be fair. Half a million dollars <laughs> today. Like if you were to just if you were to hand me half a million dollars in the year 2020, you have changed my life. Yes, okay. I wouldn't say it was an obscene amount of money. No, that's obscene, Jane. That I'm just telling like but to go back to, in time to 1933, mm-hmm. holy, like, that's an, that's an astronomical sum. That's a Daddy Warbucks rolling, oh, yeah. rolling on a bed of money. Holy cow, money. like, you're, you're set for life, and so are your kids, and so are their kids. Uh-huh. And this film made $5.3 million in 1933. Again. You've got to see where it is in history to realize how this film changed everything. I mean, like as much as much love as you and I give, you know, Star Wars and Jaws and or Raiders of the Lost Ark and just being like they 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 showed how you did like this is real before anything like really even like the 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 concept of a 
a feature film with, I don't know if realistic is the word. I mean, you've had films that have done fantastic things or tried to do them, but like it still looked like a bunch of idiots standing around Mm -hmm. in, you know, cardboard costumes, like shooting fake lasers at each other. King Kong was just this revolutionary, groundbreaking way. And you didn't necessarily know how they did it. Like either you, I mean, maybe you had your guesses, but like it, it wasn't just like somebody dressed up in a suit. This was it was moving, and you didn't necessarily understand how all all these special effects were being achieved. Like, in addition to having an engrossing story, which at the end of the day is what you have mm-hmm. to have to make something like this work, but you combine that with like state of the art special effects, like that's how you get a Jurassic Park. That's how you get like an Avatar. That's mm-hmm. how you get that movie that just takes the collective consciousness and puts every eye on it. Now, at this point, you don't have to have seen the 1933 film to realize that at some point, King Kong will climb the Empire State Building and have an issue with those pesky airplanes. There's a there's a good chance if you have ever seen anything that parodies pop culture in any way, like I guarantee you the Simpsons in their 700 episodes at this point have probably parodied that I'm going to go say probably at least 10 times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it is such an iconic moment in cinema history. Like like you said, even if you have not seen the film, you have seen that image depicted or probably parodied, or you've seen it like in a, if they're doing a sizzle reel for like mm-hmm. Universal Movie or at the Oscars or anything, you have seen that image, even if you don't necessarily know what the entire context of it is. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens talking about the 1933 King Kong, which changed everything. Now, one of the stars, Robert Armstrong, Armstrong, I think? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, Robert Armstrong was a silent movie star and was one of those who actually could speak where people could understand him. So his career continued. And so box office-wise... He was one of the bigger draws because he was a name that the audiences would know. Although today you're like, who? Though you might remember Faye Ray because Faye Ray. And she's, she has quite the scream. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, that this film like hinged on two things, really. You buying whether or not like that monkey was scary or her scream. Like, it's, it's all over that. But like, those two things, if they don't work, this film falls apart. Mm-hmm. Like it's it doesn't matter if there's dinosaurs there. It doesn't matter if they're swatting at stuff on the Empire State Building. Those two things are essential to this movie being effective. And this movie has an extraordinary last line. I know you can probably say the last line of Gone with the Wind. I'm trying to think of how many other movies. Well, Back to the Future, I can say the last line. But they just they if they didn't do an effective period at the end of the film, it at least created an ellipsis that drew you in mm-hmm. again and again. But, yeah, I th- I think the the twas beauty killed the beast. Right. Like, is is it, t- so much so that I believe it's also appeared in all of the the remakes. Yes, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, it, it would be wrong if it didn't. Well, it's so tied in to that. I don't even know exactly. It's not a franchise. Like, what do you that that story or that 
that the iconography like there's a mm-hmm. couple of things you can get away with like like it doesn't have to be black and white like you don't have to use stop motion but like there's a couple of elements like in that that cake mm-hmm. if you take that ingredient out you're just like what is this taste terrible like what's and i i think that line is also another part of it like you said like the fey ray scream the uh the, the, the ape you you have to have the ape for mm-hmm. for king kong like you need to have the damsel in distress more than likely, if you're not going to use the Empire State Building, you're going to have to have a large building of some sort mm-hmm. that he is going to be fighting. More than likely, some kind of jets or army or so, like your 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 skeletal structure of that. And it seems like everybody wants to use the bit bookend at the very end of "Twas Beauty Killed the Beast." But you know, it really wasn't. It wasn't beauty that killed the beast. It was the, you... the horrible man that took him off of his home island. It was really his fault. And then it was the, the horrible people with their flashing bulbs. Fire, fire! Oh, it's Frankenstein. But still, same thing. So the beast really never did anything wrong. And it's billed as a horror film. And I've seen it more than once. The only horror to me was what happened to King Kong. I was always sympathetic to King Kong because... He didn't want to go to New York. He didn't want to appear on Broadway. He kind of thought Fay Ray was cool. Him and Frankenstein's monster really do end up getting a bad... Like, yes. as much as they are monster... Fi- like, I mean, King Kong, like, you know, he did rip open some, like, dinosaurs, like, mouths. And, but for good reason. Right. Attacking. I mean, if, you're, if a crocodile started to bite me, I'm not going to be like, hey, 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 we're out in nature, buddy. Uh, come on, let's all be free. No, like... If I could snap an alligator's neck and it's trying to bite my hand off, I will guarantee you 100% of the time I will snap the gator's neck. Just, yeah. just straight up. I'm, I'm not saying he's wrong there. But but I, I, I guess the, the line also loses a lot of its poetry. If you're like, well, twas twas the airplane shooting bullets at him <laughs> that killed the beast. It was that just always, always bothered me and maybe it's because i grew up watching tarzan movies my name's jane what else am i gonna do oh and that's what was on on sundays you had the bowery boys oh yeah i went there abbott and costello tarzan movies because that's what i did on sunday well uh, tarzan another another we'll get bit of iconography that like has been reinterpreted very many I times don't... and yet the same thing w- with tarzan that it was it always bugged me, you know, these great white hunters show up. It's like, people, you're clearly evil. You're messing up everything. Tarzan's getting along with all of the native peoples and the native animals, except for the crocodiles that he appears to have issue with. He always have to fight them or the alligators. I, I never remember which is which. That's my fault. I don't either. And A I'm... random lion may get knifed, but for the most part, he's chill. It's those those hunters that are here. And so then... Much like King Kong, you got all that happening. But it is extraordinary, especially what it did. I have always thought it like you, you get so upset at like man. And and like essentially I'm just I'm being upset at like men. And I, I don't I don't know if you know this. I didn't know if I've, I've told you in the 20 years that we've known you. I'm a man hmm. like um there, there's so many films years, it's, that, it's not quite 30, but it's closer. I'm, I'm just I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I, but I'm just saying, like, I, I'm always just like, ooh, we need to get rid of all of them. Ooh, stupid man. Wait, wait. No, not all of them. A lot of them. Some of them. Um, The bad ones at the very least? I mean, honestly, 
King Kong is the kind of thing where if you were that kind of college student and you had to write a thesis about man versus nature and man versus man, all that stuff, you could totally do it with the King Kong story. And I mean, like I said, it's it's one of those twice told tales. I mean, like we said, Frankenstein is essentially the same. Like, Beauty and the Beast. You have all of these 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 elements. It's just this one happened to you know have a giant monkey swatting at airplanes on the the Empire State yeah, Building. You know, you're a monkey, don't they actually have tails at them? Should be a gorilla. I mean, if they <laughs> sure, why not? Now there have been many, many, many remakes. My favorite, not so much a remake, but it is adjacent to would be the most recent Skull Island, maybe because Tom Hiddleston's in it. I mean, the the only sin about that movie is he never took off his shirt. It was hot. That's we we saw very different movies then. Um we have we have different complaints about but, these films. Um, my daughters have the same complaint. Now, I do think it's funny that they just chose to populate that with a bunch of Marvel stars. Like yes. they were just like, "Hey, hey, what are you what are you up to? We're going to bring you there. To, hey, Nick Fury, what are you doing? Captain Marvel, Loki. Yeah, come on over here for just 1 minute. Just 1 minute. Yeah, we 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 just we need to get a little bit of that that, that sweet Marvel juice right off. Here. here, let's ring it out. There we are. I do like the way the minds went because in um after King Kong came out, the next film was, I mean, was this then the first, I wouldn't say it's the first franchise, because wouldn't Chaplin be his own franchise, I guess? I'd have to think that out. Anyway, but right after King Kong, they made Skull Island, because, well, there's one. Well, how did there get to be one? There has to be a place where there are more of them. Hmm? I would I would actually have to sit down and look about the sequelizing it, but, like, th- this, is, this is... Like a, a prime example of the way to do it, and it just kind of it extrapolates its own story. Like if you will, like if there is a place with giant apes and dinosaurs, what the heck else is on that? Like it's perfect for it to take this. Like literally, any, what, what is it? A spider? Oh, whoa, sure. Why whoa. not? Whoa, there is a 1933 movie called Little Kong. A 1986 movie called Lady Kong. I believe there's a Son of Kong there's somewhere in there. There's a 1986 Baby Kong. What? There's King Kong, and again, they're not quite as tightly held together um, as, say, the the Marvel Universe films are. Um, I would say oftentimes they contradict themselves. Um, I stayed up many a night in elementary watching these at like three o'clock in the morning. And I was that kid that was constantly um, trying to put things to like well before shared universes ever existed. I, I was just like, huh? Well, well, what, uh, what about what happened right there? Like that doesn't oh, make any sense. You're right. The, the first sequel after the 1933 King Kong was son of Kong that featured Little Kong. All right. And then you have King Kong versus Godzilla in the 60s and Kong escapes. Where did I read Skull Island? Uh, Anyway, I'm also reading that 2020 was supposed to be the 2014 Godzilla versus versus King King Kong. Kong. Now, that film has also already happened, albeit in a very drastically reduced um, budgetary 
way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen King Kong versus Godzilla. There, at one point, um, I believe lightning strikes Godzilla and or not Godzilla. It strikes King Kong and it gives him lightning powers. So he turned into Thor. Um, there's not a lot about the movie that I would go with saying makes sense. I um, see. A lot of things. It's just all right. This scene needs to happen. What can Was we? Was this have? the thing with eleven in it? With what? You know, what's your face? Eleven. Ele- no, this this was made like I think in the sixties or seventies. Oh, okay. No, this this is now there is a film that's about to be released that's King Kong versus Godzilla. All right, so but they, this has they nothing to do with. Move it. forward with that, okay? Yeah, it's it's apparently it's I believe it's in the can. Oh. It's just there, or if, if it's not completely finished, like it's to the point that Universal is about to release it. Now, if this if this movie does not go, it may shut down their monster verse or. Mm-hmm. They're Godzilla verse or but again to me, King Kong is not a monster. He's he's just he's just a big ape. Grape ape. He's not the grape ape. He's not the grape ape. He's not Miguel Gorilla. No. (laughs) But he is a large, um a husky gorilla, dare I say. But I'm gonna also say that King Kong is a much better name than Husky Gorilla. Now, <laughs> if you were going to find the the store off brand, like of King Kong, like if I'm at a video store and they exist in 1933, I'm just gonna be like, oh, well, they're all rented out of King Kong. What about Husky Gorilla? Husky Gorilla sounds good. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's not quite Oreo, but I mean, it's got the cream filling in it. And it okay. tastes chocolatey-ish. Okay. So you know, um, let's rent Husky Gorilla. <laughs> I did not hate the 2005 Peter Jackson version of it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. It didn't, like, make my skin crawl, but it was just, there was something missing. I I think the problem that you ran into with that film, like, okay, with Lord of the Rings, like, nobody had really done a film of that nature on that mm-hmm. spectacle of that size, like, in that way before, like... He didn't just have free reign to do whatever he wanted, but like that was his baby. Like I guarantee you, like he had even back into the earlier parts of the nineties when they want him to direct one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Like he's talking to everybody about getting to do that movie. Like he shot that movie in his head mm-hmm. about fourteen thousand times before he did it. And like it wasn't a childhood obsession with his, like it wasn't it wasn't gospel to him. They handed over the thing that inspired him to become the filmmaker that goes on to make Lord of the Rings. I guarantee you he was so scared of doing anything outside. Like, it's basically like someone coming up to, like, a religious person just being like, hey, can you rewrite this portion of the Bible? And them just being like, well, no. We want your spin. Yeah. What you, <laughs> this Jesus guy, what would you do? Like, it's, I will guarantee you, like... The way he respects that film, and even in a lot of the the special features, he talks about how much respect he Mm -hmm. has for that film. It was probably just likened to him. They're just like, all right, yeah, this thing that you love from your childhood. um, We want you to do it, but do this spin on it. Like, he he probably could not wrap his head around because he sets it in virtually the same period. Mm -hmm. Like, I guarantee you, if any of those actors were still alive, he would have cast all of them. Like, he didn't want to make a remake of that movie. He literally probably wanted to do just the shot for shot. Mm -hmm. Like, because he loves that film, and I guarantee you, he knows every line of it. He knows every scene. Like, he doesn't even have to watch it to play it in his head. And whenever they handed the keys to the car, he's just like, "I, I can't. 
I can't move. I, I can't do anything beyond this because I love this so much. Whereas in you get to uh, Nicholas Meyer on Star Trek to Wrath of Khan. Nick Meyer like enjoyed Horatio Hornblower, but like he wasn't like bathed in Star Trek. Like it wasn't it wasn't religion to him. Like he just wanted to tell a good story. He didn't care if he went outside this realm. Like, what we're going to kill Spock? Yeah, sure, that's a good dramatic beat. He he understood good storytelling and he recognized how you could get a good story out of that. But he was not beholden to make sure that like he pleased everyone. He just wanted to tell a good story, and I think Peter Jackson probably just was so afraid to do anything outside of that that it really prevented him from being the reasonably gifted filmmaker that he has mm-hmm. shown himself to be. So this is this is what both Adam and I beg you to do. If you have not seen the 1933 vision, version of King Kong, watch it. And watch it knowing and realizing what it was at that time. Because if you watch it with and compare it to movies of today, you're going to go, this is garbage. What? This is stupid. Okay, keep in mind, this thing predates World War II. Like, World War II has not happened yet. Like, mm-hmm. go ahead and look at anything else that was done in 1933. It's not on this level. It is not on this scale. And, like, it's just that there was nothing like this. If you if you need a point of reference for something like that, like I said, just Google boring crap and it will say all of 1933. There, There's quite possibly people who fought in the Civil War who were at the theater to see King Kong. You, you could hypothetically have that. Like people, yeah. not not people that heard about the Civil War, not people that reenact the Civil War, people that were in the Civil War mm-hmm. could hypothetically be in there and just being like, well, I remember back in my day, you had to stand still for 20 minutes to get one picture and these <laughs> move. Exactly. So if you choose to watch this with your family, you need to prepare them, give them a little backstory where this happens in time and where this happens in in the line of of monster movies and so on and so forth because it, you really need to see what it has done because if you enjoy any monster movie or I'll even say any adventure movie you have this is one reason why those movies exist today because when you spend more than half a million dollars right after the great depression and you make you millions better, you better have a good reason you make a, to millions do that. and millions and millions you better believe someone's going oh we got something yeah now but i also need you to keep in mind that the the follow-ups to king kong are of varying degree think think of them much in the same way that you think of the jaws sequels like yes. occasionally you've got a jaws 2 in like peter jackson's king kong uh it's a it's it's reasonable mm-hmm. like it's entertaining like it's not an insult to the original but it's not as good as the original then you have um what was it the 76 king kong yeah um, that just that i believe jeff bridges is yeah. in it which is already a good thing but like it I'm just like that. Charles Grodin, Jessica I, Lang. I want to say is in there. She does some good sc- screams. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but that's that's large, and I think it's about oil. Um. I, like I said, if you need to go down that deep deep dive, like there's 90 years worth mm-hmm. of films that are going to continue to explore King Kong, but not all of them 
are on the same level as the 1933 original. Go ahead and deep dive into them. Like I did when I was a kid and uh, some of them I liked, some of them I stopped watching before they were over. Um, I I've enjoyed the, the more recent like delving into the, the monster verse or whatever we're calling wherever Godzilla and King Kong mm-hmm. exists now. Um, those are fun. Um, but if you're going to start somewhere, there is no better place than to start with the 1933 original that really started all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really need to see it. Truly see it and appreciate it for what it is. And in essence, it is a good story, even though nothing is Kong's fault. I mean, seriously. No, he he. really, they just, they came into his home like they, they okay, think about this. It's three o'clock in the morning. You you are in your boxer shorts and your house coat. You're eating some like Captain Crunch. Mm. People barge into your house, pull you out of it, put you on a stage and say, dance. How upset are you at all of this? Mildly, at least. I'm just and they just they will not. And you're just like, I just listen. I want to go. I, I've got a, the, the bowl of Captain Crunch is obviously soggy. At this point, I'm very upset about that. I was trying to finish. Um, I, I was binging something on Hulu, and I'm sure I we we didn't pause it when y'all y'all jerked me out mm-hmm. of my house. Listen, if you don't, I'm gonna get upset. These restraints that you've got, I don't know if you know this. I have superhuman strength. Yeah, I don't want to kill, but I will. And there you have it. So the 1933 King Kong is. A movie of note. Thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Craven. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.